welcome once again to another episode of Demand Gen Radio. The one program that brings you all the latest methods and technologies for driving growth and increasing demand. With the voice of Demand Gen, David Lewis. Well, thank you very much, Paul. I appreciate the introduction, and thank you, everybody, for joining for another episode of Demand Gen Radio. Today, I've got Scott Brinker on the program, and I know a lot of you probably know Scott, uh, but maybe you don't know a bit of his background. And, you know, for the past 18 years, he has been the co-founder and CTO of Ion Interactive, which is an interesting backstory because, uh, as I understand it, you guys were a web dev agency and changed and grew that into a SaaS-based business and delivering uh, interactive content. But Scott's done a lot along with his role at Ion Interactive, and I've invited him today on the program to talk about the upcoming MarTech conference a bit, but for also for he and I to just riff a bit about what's happening in marketing technology. So, Scott, welcome to the program. Good to reconnect. It's been a couple months. Yeah. Thank you very much, David. Great to be here with you. Well, good to have you. Um, Scott, you, uh, you're another very smart guy in the industry. I just talked to John Miller the other day. Uh, you guys must have crossed halls uh, in college. I don't know if a lot of people know that um, you have a degree in computer science and were over at Harvard and MIT and Columbia. And the reason that I bring this up is... You know, guys like us who have degrees in computer science and a passion for marketing, uh, I don't know if we're a rare breed anymore, but um, how did you get into marketing? You know, what was the path from your passion for technology that drove you into to marketing at ION? Yeah, so I, I, my early background was really more as a software entrepreneur. So, uh, you know, certainly build software uh, applications, uh, early multiplayer games and things like this. But, yeah, I mean, you know, as, as, as all engineers eventually learn, uh, once you build it, they do not necessarily come. Uh, you know, this is where marketing comes into play. So I always got uh, early on very fascinated with the marketing world. And then over time, as like Ion was uh, doing web development, we were almost always hired by the marketing team uh, to build out their uh, wildest dreams for what their website could be. Uh, and so that was fantastic, working with some of these really great marketing teams uh, and helping connect them to their own IT organization. So, yeah, I, uh, I've always been sitting at the middle of those two uh, disciplines, and I find uh, the intersection just absolutely fascinating. It is. I, did, I didn't know you were uh, in the video gaming space. I was an early uh, video game developer myself, and then in 1999, I started a company to do VoIP for video gaming, and we sold that company, and that's still technology today that powers the voice system for the Xbox and PlayStation and uh, all the online PC games. So that was that was my uh, contribution to the world of video gaming. But uh, like you, I love yeah. MarTech. Very cool. So let's. Um, I want to talk about your book, and I want to talk about the conference, and I also want to talk about some of the MarTech trends. Let's start off with the conference. It's around the corner. And so, you know, I know that you've got just a ton of speakers and presentations, jam-packed content over the two days. What, uh, what's in store for this year? Any, any differences, too, over the past years for people that are thinking of registering or have already registered? So uh, really excited that the uh, conference has grown. Uh, it's going to uh, be almost twice the size of what it was uh, last year. Wow. And so one of the challenges we had uh, with that was, uh, you know, if you start getting a lot of uh, people all in the same place, you know, one of the risks is, you know, do you lose a little bit of that intimacy? Uh, so what we tried to do in programming 
the 2017 one in San Francisco is really organize some some what I hope are some very thoughtful tracks. You know, about some of these really interesting groups of things that are happening. Uh, you know, for instance, like there's a whole track just around uh, what's happening with agile marketing, sort of the human dimension, the cultural dimension of managing marketing technology in an organization. Um, you know, on the other side, we've got, uh, you know, like a track really just focused on this digital transformation uh, process process that so many companies are going through and uh in many of them the cmo is really proving to be the champion to make that happen we got kind of a really groovy track uh, i'm really excited about on emerging technologies uh you know got some really fun stuff around uh you know ai but even even stuff a little bit further out there uh, like uh, blockchain and what is what will that mean for marketing uh so hoping it's uh, going to work out to be a nice mix of things where uh you can get to a particular topic that's really uh, of interest to you that you're passionate about um, and, uh, you know, not get lost in it being too large of an event. It was a, it was a very well attended event last year and there was a huge participation from the marketing technology companies. I mean, for a, a conference that's still relatively new uh, to see so many of the marketing technology providers that are there. And so I would encourage anyone not only to attend from a perspective of sitting through the presentations and you know getting some great education, but if you want to go to uh, probably what is now the, the world's largest Martech uh, exhibition, uh, to go there and check out you know not only new tools and technologies, but meet with some of the vendors that I know that are debuting um, some new releases uh, at the show as well and using it for that. Every single one of those logos has you know people who are just bringing incredible energy and innovation and drive to what they're building and so i always find like yeah when you have a chance to actually meet you know these companies particularly a a a wide mix of them you know in one period of time that they're just there's something at least for me sort of awe-inspiring i i I learn a lot uh, through that you also last year released the book hacking marketing at the conference and i wanted to catch up and see how the book is doing and maybe share with listeners uh, who haven't picked up a copy, why they should. Well, uh, the book is doing well. The publisher still returns by call, <laughs> uh, so that's a, <laughs> a good sign. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, in, in that book, uh, so the, the overarching theme of it was to say, okay, well, marketing and software collide. You know, are there lessons from the world of software management and software development uh, that are now applicable uh, to marketing teams, even if they don't have that software background. Uh, and one of the main examples of that is, uh, you know, this, this migration we've seen of agile management, you know, what was agile software development. We're seeing those uh, methodologies uh, migrate into the marketing department and become part of this agile marketing movement. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, again, you have, you have the same background. So it's like, uh, you know, you see these parallels of how software people learn to manage uh, this incredible rate of change in the digital world. I mean, software people were the first digital natives, right? Um, you know, and now how applicable that is to what marketers are executing in this digital environment themselves. You know, the roles and departments of a marketing team have changed so dramatically, not only in the last couple of years, but just look completely different, you know, from a decade ago. And I remember at 
I think it was maybe the first conference you had and around the time when, when I was speaking at events, and I would ask people to raise their hand if they had the title of marketing operations, and there was, you know, a couple hands at most. And now that's, you know, not only a common title, but one of the most sought-after roles right now in marketing departments. And if I was graduating school all over again with my passion for marketing and technology, that's certainly the career path uh, that I would be heading on, you know, is, is taking control of the marketing technology stack and systems. And, and that would have been my passion over the creative side of marketing. But, you know, some people love creative and, and love coming up with the big billboards and ad campaigns and videos and stuff like that. And it's, it's just two very du- two disciplines, but all now sitting within uh, the marketing department. It's a totally different landscape. Yeah, the evolution of marketing operations has been absolutely fascinating to watch. Like, it wasn't that long ago where if there were people who were doing marketing operations, it was stuff like, okay, well, are we lining up the right SKUs or the right products? And let's make sure we'll get the reports to the right people. You know, what happened, you know, last quarter, you know, it was, um, you know, I mean, it's important. It made, you know, the, the organization work, but it, you know, it, it, it would probably not be uh, uh, qualified for the label sexy. Uh, but now, today, right, yeah, marketing operations is the group that's, you know, running, I mean, like the, the very heartbeat like the, the capabilities that are powering all this, uh, you know, all the, the things that the rest of the you know, organization is doing. And so, uh, yeah, it's really exciting to just see how that field is blossomed. When I mentioned, you know, the company that I started doing, the VoIP product in 1999, and one of the things that we talk about back then that we that we celebrate now when we talk about the company uh, with the other founders is that we never produced anything other than a website and a business card for each other. Everything that we did in the company was entirely digital. Uh, you know, the product was a digital product. It was downloadable digitally. You know, users uh, interacted with us through digital ways and through our community. And we just didn't need anything physical. And it was a totally marketing-driven company. We had the product, and we got the word out to gamers, and we had it bundled with games. And we never had a sales department, uh, you know, for the firm. And it was a real important time for me to see that in certain company environments that marketing could drive everything in terms of growth and client engagement. And we're seeing more and more companies be able to do that today. And we're seeing... Traditional companies, companies that have been around, manufacturing companies. I was talking with some of the folks at Sherman Williams the other day, and they're just getting started in digital marketing uh, and moving, you know, into online engagement with their with their clients, prospects, and partners. So, still a lot of companies that haven't yet embraced digital marketing, and yet so many that that have. So, um, and so you and I often talk about we're in the golden years of marketing, and you know, how long is it going to last, Scott? How long is how long are we going to be in the golden years? Forever? A couple more? Wow. Well, you know, predictions about the future are hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I mean, at least for the foreseeable future, I think marketing is, yeah, I mean, where all the action is. Because, you know, we're still going through this period of incredible change in uh, the, the consumer environment. And I say the consumer environment, but this stuff also, you know, filters through into uh, the B2B world, too. You know, I mean, part of this was what we saw happen with, you know, social and mobile and the way it changed patterns of how people buy and engage in companies. 
you know, but now that we're starting to, you know, uh, tip into this field of things like conversational computing, you know, Amazon Alexa or Slack bots or Facebook Messenger or whatnot, um, you know, AI that's driving this stuff, uh, you've got... Um, uh, right, Internet of Things now starting to become uh, much more of a a real thing, a real collection of things, I guess, at this point. Uh, you know, VR, augmented reality. It's like everywhere you turn at this point, there's just so much incredible innovation happening out there that's changing the way people interact with each other and the way in which they can interact with brands. Uh, and this is all Greenfield. Uh, for us in marketing, right? There's no playbook for this yet. Uh, we get to invent it, uh, you know, as we go along. And so, at least looking into the next few years, I, I don't think there's any slowing down in uh, this being a golden age for marketing. I would agree. Totally. Hey, uh, Scott, let's take a quick break and come back. I want to talk about the stacks. Um, you've been producing the infographic of the marketing technology landscape. So let's take a quick break, come back, and talk about what that might look like in 2017, as well as some trends that we're seeing in people's marketing tech stacks. We'll be right back. Have you ever wondered if there's a great book on modern marketing? Well, there is, and it's called Manufacturing Demand. It's written by modern marketing guru David Lewis. It's the number one book on lead generation, and guess what? It's yours for free today as a demand gen radio listener. In the book, David teaches you how to create your demand factory, how to align sales and marketing, how to set up your demand funnel, and he provides you blueprints of the best practices for lead scoring, lead nurturing, and marketing analytics. Plus, the book Manufacturing Demand gives you plenty of actionable tips and recommendations as well as real-world case studies for how leading companies like yours are achieving tremendous results applying these principles. As a Demand Gen Radio listener, you can download a free copy today, manufacturingdemand.com forward slash VIP. Don't wait. Grab your copy today. Just go to manufacturingdemand.com forward slash VIP. Or you can pick up a hard copy Amazon.com or other fine booksellers by searching for the book, Manufacturing Demand. Back. You know, right before we went to the commercial break, you mentioned VR, virtual reality. And I had the very first chance to use a VR system uh, over the holidays. No surprise, it was in the video gaming area, uh, but my daughter got a uh, the PlayStation VR as one of her gifts for the holiday. And I put the thing on, and I was playing the Batman, kind of Arkham Asylum, or I don't know what it was called, but it was the Batman game. And Scott, I still feel like I can visualize the Batcave. It was such an immersive experience that I kept thinking that in marketing the kind of experiences that we'll be able to create. You know, Next week, I am speaking at a conference about video and my experience in using video and video marketing, and that's 2D. And then I started thinking after this virtual reality experience, the kind of experiences that we as marketers will be able to create using technology to make these immersive experiences. And it was transformative for me because the level of engagement that I had in the environment was was incredible. Um, any thoughts there? Have you been playing with VR yourself and, and think we might be able to see that make its way into the marketing mix? 
Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I think it absolutely is. Um, you know, I mean, uh, really all that needs to happen here is the ubiquity of the hardware, and that's following Moore's law here, uh, you know, of uh, stuff is getting uh, cheaper, faster, smaller, better. Um, so, but yeah, that, that, that experience you talk about, I mean, right, it's incredible. Uh, and, uh, you know, games are a great way to, you know, dip our uh, toe in that water. But, you know, I mean, there's so many things that being able to get a virtualized experience of, you know, um, you know, like real estate is uh, obviously a huge one here. I mean, and, you know, I mean, certainly for consumers, but uh, also for businesses, you know, like, okay, well, you know, which, uh, you know, particular storefronts, you know, am I going to be buy, buying here? How do I want to get them laid out? What are my various alternatives for how this will work? Um, I mean, anything where you need someone to just be able to you, you've been asking the customer to picture what this would be like, uh, you know, using words or, you know, static photos or, you know, static videos or things like that. And to, uh, you know, end up with this uh, incredibly interactive uh, and fluid uh, virtual reality uh, experience for that. Uh, I think marketers are going to have a heyday with it. Totally. I, you know, when you when you talked about the Martech stack submissions last year, I was going to build this virtual demand factory and be able to have people at the conference put VR headsets on and walk through it. And we were trying to get that ready for last year's Martech conference. Um, but in in rethinking about that thing that I wanted to create, you know, we've had content writers and we've had content creators. Um, use digital tools, now video tools. And so it is not going to be any surprise that by 2019 that people will be creating virtual environments to demonstrate products, whether that's a home, a walkthrough through an environment or commercial building, uh, but other experiences as well. And you talked about the hardware. And when we were raising money for our VoIP startup, the number one concern we heard was, well, how many people actually have microphones on their computers to be able to talk to one another? And I said, well, they, they don't yet, but they will. And now you, you, you don't have a laptop without a microphone, let alone somebody uh, attaching a microphone or even webcams today. So you're right. Hardware has to come to a certain level of penetration. Uh, but again, it's a great time to be a marketer and learning all these content-producing tools to create engagement experiences. I'd love to experience that, like, uh, virtual reality uh, demand uh, factory. That would be such a cool thing because, right, I mean, it's a great example of something, right? It doesn't even have to mirror, like, a physical thing as, you know, exists in the world today. It can be used to, like, help people conceptualize, you know, new ways that, uh, yeah, they'd, they'd have a business organized. Uh, oh, I love that idea. It was it was cool. I couldn't finish it in time, and I was, I was working, you know, late – nights and weekends building this thing and i even found a developer overseas and i was just going to try to blow your mind and you know you walk in through the front door and it looked like an office building but you walk in through the front door and that was kind of like where the sdr team was and so you know in that area was the technology like the sales tech technology um you know platforms like conversica and having robots there uh and then other technology and when you moved into the conversion area that's where you had all the lead management tools and lead scoring and nurturing stuff so yeah I was trying to create this immersive experience, and a good buddy of mine who runs sales for NVIDIA had the early headsets and technologies from Oculus Rift and, and those guys, but couldn't pull it off. Maybe someday, but it was it was a neat concept, and I, I'll keep it on my bucket list of things I want to build. Let's get back to reality, or at least today's reality, with <laughs> 2D and talk about the stackies. And so for those of you, I think you know a lot of people know that every year – you ask marketers to submit a one-pager 
on their marketing tech stack. And I know those are starting to flow in right now, will continue to flow in, and you'll be looking at those uh, to do the judging. But are you starting to see any differences or trends that are you can share at this point? Well, um, you know, if I extrapolate it now over a few years um, uh, and take the entries that we've started to see come in through this year, um, uh, I think what I'm most impressed with is just the maturity of the thinking. I mean, in fact, actually, the, the thing that always surprised me with the Sackies is um, very few of them are technical like in the sense of, okay, here's how, you know, these products and this data connects to that and this wire goes here and, you know, you know the sort of thing like your IT manager would want to sit down with Visio and be very happy with. Know um, that actually most marketers, when they thought about how to visualize their stack, they brought some sort of organizing principles to it that related to either like the customer journey or to the way they thought about uh, their organization executing our marketing, um, you know, or even a more strategic view of how they saw the relationship between what they were doing and who their audience was. And then they would map you know, the various technologies into that framework. And to me, that was really right. I mean, that's the right way to think about this stuff. It's not technology for technology's sake. It's for, okay, we're trying to accomplish some larger vision here. And now what are the technologies we use to actually realize that? I saw, I don't know if he has submitted yet, but Dave Evans over at Infusionsoft, Infusionsoft is one of our clients and we've been helping them with a lot of uh, strategic initiatives in their use of marketing automation. They use Marketo over there and a lot of other the, the principles that we um, believe should get you know implemented, scoring and nurturing and such. So he has drawn out a really nice one in, I think, Lucid Charts, the application. So if he hasn't submitted already, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it reminds me to reach out to him today and make sure he sends that over to you because I think he's done an exceptional job putting it together. And he not only has some of the logos of the platforms that they are using, their CRM and marketing automation, but he has almost looks like circuitry of how things actually flow between the various systems and incorporating the various functions, uh, the SDR team and such. So it's a very, very cool one. I'll make sure he gets it over to you if he hasn't already. Awesome. What, uh, what about the infographic this year? Are we going to see a new one in 2017? And if so, is it, is it more dense, the same, less dense? <laughs> Any spoilers? Oh, we're uh, deep, uh, deep in the midst of it now. Um, so, you know, I mean, it's hard to, hard to say until we actually get a little further along, but I, I, I think as a large-scale uh, spoiler alert, um, it's not gotten any smaller. I mean, you absolutely do see consolidation. I mean, you know, I mean, it's, it's we read about it right every week. Uh, you know, companies uh, you know acquiring uh, in the space. You know, the large marketing clouds uh, continue to be very acquisitive. Um, you know, there's also the the hard truth that you know some of these smaller companies that tried something and it didn't work uh they go out of business so you definitely see exits you know from the landscape uh, but the the thing is on the other side of the equation there just continues to be this incredible influx of new companies new startups i mean and some of them actually getting uh, you know, very impressive funding. Uh, you know, things particularly around, like for instance, like AI and some of the stuff around you know chatbots and conversational computing. This is like created a whole new wave uh, of entrance into the space. But even even those who don't have large amounts of funding, the the thing is, 
the barriers to entry to creating a software product today are so low, right? Thanks to all this infrastructure as a service through like Amazon and Google and Microsoft, um, you know, open source software is basically if someone has an idea of, hey, wow, here's a problem in marketing, even if it's a very specific niche problem, hey, we can come up with a solution to this. And they yeah. build it and they deploy it and then suddenly it's a global piece of software. Um, it's uh, yeah. So, so the landscape remains uh, large and frothy and uh, exciting and terrifying and, yeah, all, all those adjectives. It is a great time to be a developer, an inventor, an entrepreneur as well as being uh, a marketer. Before we wrap up, let's just chat about that three-letter acronym, ABM, that has been uh, quite a topic for the past year and a half. Are we going to see some shiny new term or topic, you think, in the next 12, 6 to 12 months? Or have we kind of heard of what's new and shiny, topical for a while now and give marketers uh, a break to just focus on doing these things effectively as opposed to a new squirrel? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, well, you know, there's a, a new shiny things that we sort of invent in the marketing world. Uh, you know, ABM is kind of one of those things, um, which is great. Uh, but the challenge is it's the, the new and shiny stuff that marketers don't invent, but it sort of gets invented out there in the larger world. And we as marketers, we, just, we don't have any choice. We have to react to it. Um, you know, I think the conversational computing stuff, um, you know, I mean, wow, it wasn't that long ago where, you know, okay, yeah, there's Siri or whatnot on the iPhone, but people weren't really thinking about this as like, uh, you know, a, a serious new kind of marketing channel. Uh, but oh my God, at like CES, you know, uh, this, uh, you know, past January, right? It, it was uh, all Amazon Alexa all the time. Uh, you know, uh, they've got like now thousands of brands that have created these specific, uh, you know, Alexa skills. Uh, Google, same thing happening with, you know, their assistant and Google Home. Uh, and so, yeah, you see marketers, um, you know, they have to react to this. Yep. Uh, and so those are certainly the big things at the moment. But, you know, the, the I think the, the, the fun and challenging thing for us as marketers is it's actually kind of hard to predict what what is the next thing that's going to come around the corner in the consumer world that all of a sudden, bam, it's there and we have to do something with it. It is. It's uh, ever-changing. Um, well, we got to wrap up. Uh, time flies when you're geeking out on marketing technology. Um, if you haven't already registered, uh, Scott's conference, the MarTech conference, is May 9th through 11th in San Francisco. And you can either Google MarTech conference and find it uh, or just go to martechconf.com. And, Scott, how about we give uh, folks a code for a discount? I know you said you'd be willing to do that. So throw it out there for people listened all the way to the end. Absolutely. Thank you for listening. Uh, you can use the code MarTechTrend with the M, the T, and the F uh, capitalized. Everything else, lowercase, MarTechTrend, for an additional 10% off. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you, Scott. Thanks for joining me uh, today. And for all of you listening, you always know what I'm going to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. Go make marketing matter most in your organization. Thanks, everybody. Farewell. You've been listening to Demand Gen Radio. 
bringing you the top industry experts, thought leaders, authors, marketing technology firms, and senior marketing leaders from around the world to teach you the methods and technologies for high-performance marketing. 